Honesty, how are you? Welcome to the Candle Tales podcast. This is the month of Samhain and we are telling stories related to Iahauna, the night of Halloween, and we're still keeping that thread going. We are very excited for our live shows this month, CandleTales.ie, for more information on the live shows, including one massive show in the Sugar Club. We can't wait to get back there on Tuesday the 22nd. But for now, hey Sarka, tell us a story, will you? This story takes place in Donegal, in a place called Killeen. There are hills near Killeen, wild and desolate and rugged, and the town itself was small. Now there was a man named Sean Maguire, who was a solitary type of person, and he liked to go out walking. He liked to go out walking in the evenings, late at night. And one particular night, he was coming home towards Killeen and towards the Killeen Hills and he saw a group of men coming towards him on their way from the hills to Boyle's Lock. Now these were not just any group of men, this was a group of men dressed in cloaks of a secret society and carrying between them a door with something laid out on it. And as Sean came closer to them, he saw what it was they were carrying. They were carrying a body. A body of a man that might have been unconscious, might have been dead. And they saw Sean just as clearly as he saw them, and they surrounded him. And a few of them pulled out blades and pointed them at him and told him that he had to kneel and swear on his life that he had seen nothing on this night. And Sean knelt and Sean swore. And he knew that these men, this group, they were known as the Molly's men. They were a secret society and so what they got up to he didn't know, it was a secret. But in this year of 1758, he continued on into the town. And he kept his secret. He resolved that night as he went to bed that he was never going to speak a word of this to anyone, not even a priest in confession. He was going to take this secret with him to his grave. And if he didn't, the Molly's men would make sure that he found his way to his grave a lot sooner. Now the next day, Sean became aware of the commotion in the village. See, a local farmer had gone missing the previous night. He'd last been seen walking up towards the Killeen Hills. Doc Meehan. And they'd had the bloodhounds out, searching the hills for Doc Meehan, but not a trace of him could be found. Of course, Sean put two and two together. He'd seen the Molly's men carrying a body on a door. Body that looked like a man And here, there was a man missing. It didn't take a genius. But, he wasn't about to tell anyone. So he kept it a secret. And he found that that secret weighed on him. And he thought at first that it would start to get lighter as time went on. But he found that every time he saw 
someone in the town who reminded him of Doc Meehan. He'd run into his wife now and then at the market or a church. Or just someone would talk about it. It was a subject of gossip. And every time anybody mentioned anything about it, his heart dropped further. And it seemed like every time it dropped, it wouldn't rise. And it took a little while for Sean to hear about the puka. But the story started spreading. And again, when people looked back on it and put it together, all of the timing lined up. The night after Doc Meehan had gone missing. At dusk, a terrible roaring was heard coming from the Killeen Mountains. And this roaring was so loud that it rattled the plates in the cupboard. It was so loud it frightened the cattle. They stampeded from one end of the field to the other. And some even said you could hear words in the roaring. And that roaring went from dusk until midnight. That roaring happened every night. Every single night. And as the winter closed in and the nights got longer, the time of that roaring got longer and longer. People talked about it more and more. Still, Sean said nothing. He kept his secret. He kept his secret and he kept his wandering and he kept his fear held close to his chest. And although the secret and the fear gnawed at him, the fear always won. The fear of the Mali's men. The fear of the retribution he'd bring on himself if he told the truth. That he knew what had happened to Doc Meehan. And he knew fine and well that that man's body was at the bottom of Boyle's Lock. And then one night, around Samhain, he stayed out a little later than he meant to. And on his way home, he realised that he was going to be passing the Killeen Hills just as dusk started to fall. So he quickened his pace, tried to beat the sunlight as it leaked away out of the sky and he saw the oranges and reds flare up and he saw the sun dropping low towards the horizon and his own shadow stretching out behind him and the shadows of the tree branches lengthening. He quickened his pace and he hurried and he hurried more. But then he heard it. The roaring. And it seemed to be coming from just the other side of the ditch. There was nothing to be seen but a barrel. And out of that roar, he heard a voice. Why? Tell me why was Doc Bain killed by the Molly's man? Sean felt like his heart had stopped beating for a second to hear the puka speak. But he didn't know the answer. And so he picked up his feet and he ran as fast as he could. And he came into the town just that evening as people were coming out of Midnight Mass, the evening service. 
And he ran into the crowds and he asked. He shouted it loud. Why was Doc Meehan killed by the Molly's men? And the people of the town stopped short and stared at him. He was killed by the Molly's men. That makes sense. And as voice to voice whispered and they all rose up murmuring around him, Sean was able to piece together the full story. See, Doc Meehan, he, he was married at the time he'd gone missing, but he was married to a second wife. He'd had a previous family. He'd been married and he'd had two children with his first wife. And then he left her. And he continued to support the family until he married again. And then he stopped giving his children a living. And it was at that time that his first wife's brothers must have decided to act. Because as a couple of people in the crowd knew, her brothers were members of the Molly's men. So finally the answer came to Sean. And he found that in facing the puka, he lost his fear of the Molly's men. It had been years at this point. He didn't even know if they were still active. And so the following day, at dusk, he had to take all his courage in both hands to do it. But he felt it was his duty for having kept that secret for so long. And he walked up the Killeen Hills and he waited as the shadows lengthened and as the sky turned red and orange and all of the violets and dark blues of twilight. And then that roar rolled out over the hills again. And again, you heard the voice within it. Why was Doc being killed by the Molly's man? And Sean replied, he was killed by the Molly's men for deserting his first family, for, for not giving his children a living. Why have you kept silent for so long? Now when Sean heard that, he didn't know what to say. So he said nothing as the roar continued and increased until he felt like his ears might bleed and like the cattle he ran from it. And all that night he did not go home, he walked. He walked out to Boyle's Lock. He walked around, lit only by the moon and the stars. And it was a clear enough night that he didn't break a leg in a ditch on the way. All that night and all the next day, he walked and he thought on the puka's question. And he remembered the fear that had gnawed at him for years. And he remembered the secret trying to claw its way out. And he remembered the feel of it like two rats wrestling in his gone guts, clawing at him in their different directions. And he remembered the feeling as well of standing in that crowd of people and speaking to them and hearing from them and putting the story together and finding the truth. 
how. Even though he still was afraid that the Molly's men might punish him, his whole being felt lighter. And even the fear was something that he could accept. Something he couldn't control. Something he could let go of. And so resolute, he walked back to the Killeen Hills as the shadows were lengthening again and the sky was painting itself in all its colours. And he waited by the same ditch to see the same barrel he'd seen the first two nights. Waited for that roar to roll out across the hills. And the voice came. Now, tell me, why did you stay silent for so long? And Sean looked at the puka, the barrel, looked innocuous, but all this sound and all this voice emanating from it. And he said, I think, I think I've realized that I am not a brave man. you found the courage to come back and face me. And it was really only when he was asked that Sean realised what a frightening position he was in. Here, after dark, talking to a puka in the hills, far from everyone. A puka that could be kind and could be wildly, creatively cruel in the way of the fair folk. But he felt the answer bubbling up inside him. And so he spoke straight away. And he said, I've realized that there are worse things that holding on to fear, that living with fear is worse than facing it. And whatever you do to me, and whatever the Molly's men do to me, can't be worse than having kept that secret in fear for so long. He spoke those words out. And it was only as he trailed off that he realized he was speaking them into silence. And he looked at where the barrel had been and there was nothing there. There was no voice. There was no roaring. There was nothing but peace over the hills of Killeen. Thanks for listening. You can go to patreon.com forward slash candid tales to support this podcast thanks to Alan Holman and Oshin Ryan for editing this and we're really glad we got to put this story together at the Puka Festival recently and beat it out and work it out and figure it out and tell it to a live audience and then tell it on this podcast more stories coming very soon with stories and chats and live shows stay tuned cheers you